Hello, I'm Kristen Perman, and this is Updates You Didn't Ask For. Hi, friends. I, As I was preparing to record this episode, um, I, I took off my coat because I remember from last winter all the squirmy sounds of the, of the nylon or whatever it is, the outer the outer shell. If you're going to look at the label of a, of a garment, the outer shell, um, makes against the seat of my car makes it very, um, too much extra noise. And I'm, and since I don't edit and since these are super unprofessional and you've already got gross sounds coming out of me, I, I do, I do actually think about what I put into your ear holes. That's what he said. So this episode, I was thinking, I went down to the beach this morning as I, I, I haven't been going as much, um, mostly because I find it very hard not to collect when I'm down there and I have so much sea glass around the house and, and I haven't started making anything with it, but I do know what I'm going to make with it. Um, and then I know another woman who collects sea glass and she was talking about how she only picks the pieces that she deems worthy. And I thought, well, aren't you a fucking snob? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, wow. Well, I guess we all have different ways of collecting, right? Like I, I'm like that magpie that cannot leave it alone. I feel like my, um, I can't leave anything on the beach. The only thing I don't take with me, the only thing I do is that I make sure that there are no sharp edges. If there are any sharp edges, then I put it back because it needs to be tumble, tumbled some more. That's what he said. Um, but that's it. That's the only criteria that I have is, is whether there are sharp edges. I mean, I'm already sharp enough, so I don't need anything else sharp. And since it is glass, actually, I don't need to be stabbed and cut by the bacteria-filled water that inhabits our bay. Most of the most of the summer, which it's not summer anymore, today is the fall equinox here in the northern hemisphere <clears throat> and the spring equinox everywhere else. Um, well, not everywhere else, in the southern hemisphere. <clears throat> I'm going to take a drink. Just... So you can keep it consistent with me and all of the things that I do, because you'll see when we're in person someday in real life, I'm quite squirmy. I have a hard time sitting still. Um, I'm always fussing with something. So as I like to say, we're just having a conversation together and all of these things would happen if we were talking amongst ourselves. So I was down at the ocean and it was, you know, you notice that I notice the seasons happen more abruptly. Um, it's getting dark. It's staying dark much longer. I know we turn the clocks back soon enough, but, but I just notice things. It was so much more subtle in Los Angeles. I mean, that makes sense, right? You're in the fucking desert. It's always going to, you have to, the light changes are going to be very subtle the season changes are even more subtle. Um, I feels like there's one season there, but we are definitely in fall here. And it was a little bit chilly down there. I love that. It was so brisk. It took a long time for the sun to come up. I couldn't really see anything. The tide was high. 
Um, <clears throat> I only found a few little pieces of things. Um, but you know, when, when it's high tide like that, and there's a lot of rocks on the beach, at least at my beach, um, if I look in all of that rocky jumble on the beach, there's usually great pieces of sea glass and they're really thick, chunky old pieces. Um, I have a whole system and I have a whole system, particularly to my beach of how things wash up for whatever reason. Um, stage right, stage right on all of the beaches that I go to here in Salem. Uh, just the way the tide seems to roll stage right. will always have more of the things that I'm looking for. I can find other things on the other side, but it's always stage right. Um, so I was thinking about what I was going to talk about today and about whether I was going to make a recording. And, you know, I know that, that a lot of my, my recordings lately are so negative, especially with me and my mask, my mask holding and talking about COVID and the election and all of it. I get real grim real fast. It's, you know, there's a balance in life, right? If you look at the at a yin yang, that symbol of yin yang, that was something that, um, that is, that is a major factor in Chinese medicine. You are talking about yin and yang always and the balance of it. Uh, that circle has equal part black and equal part white. Um, Ooh, bunny, bun, bun. It is always it's always moving, right? It's fluid. It's, there's a flow to it. I'm, I'm moving my hands like a big chi ball right now. So you're always opting for homeostasis, but homeostasis is a fluid thing. There's always, um, that balance. You're always hoping for that balance, but it's always, it's fluid. It's fluid like the ocean, like the water, all of that. So, um, well, I get on these tangents and then I lose myself. I walk along the beach and I think, and I have my mantra and I talk it to myself and I talk to the ocean. Um, maybe that will help keep people away from me on the beach, right? You see the old lady with the muttering to herself walking along the shore. I do like that image actually, but um, that I, I, I am I am consistent with that. And I thought about... I mean, if you follow any astrology, you'll know that this time right now, this whole freaking year has been like a boom. We know that we are living it. But right now with Mars and I think Pluto, there's something going on where you're reminiscing a lot. You're thinking about the past a lot. It was a new moon. So you're shedding, you're setting new intentions, all of these things. But I've just been, and also my birthday, I think made me think about a lot of things, but I think about a lot of the people that have come into my life and how my responsibility is with all of that and the people that have left me, right? I try to take responsibility for my part of it and I constant, well, I shouldn't be, should, that's a bad, not a good word, bad word. It's not a great word because should is, is controlling in a little way could. I, I, tr I try to examine and probably a little bit too much lately, but I try to examine my part. What is the consistent theme of me running through all of it? 
and I can see the patterns and I see what I do and I see, I see the things that I'm still working on. But what I also see is I, I play dumb and that's what this, this episode is going to be about how I dumb myself down. I play myself down so that I can fit into the world better. I was always told that I was too much, that I'm difficult. You know, there's a lot of, I've spoken about this before, about all of the adjectives that were, um, and nouns, but all the words that have been attached to me my entire life. My dad was, my dad is a writer. He's very verbose. He can also be very cruel and he's very good. He doesn't, he doesn't, when he's on a roll and when he's feeling mean and when he's feeling defensive, doesn't matter who it is, kids, he'll, he, he, and it's a, it's a way of using his power, right? His words, he uses his power. So he used his words and power over me because the last time he ever hit me, he gave me a bloody nose. So that was the end of that. He wasn't going to do that. Um, but And then after that, because he couldn't hit me, he was so mad once he fucking punched a door and broke his hand and broke the door. So, you know, what kind of rage does, and this is, this is when I was probably like 13. So yeah, that's, that's a comfortable environment to live in. So anyways, all the words that have always been attached to me. Um, and you know, of course that was my fault. I made him do that. I, provoke him. I provoked him like all these things, little puppet, Kristen, what can you do for me? All of that. So my heart's all pounding and I'm getting all breathy talking about that. But, um, all of, I've always been too much. So I've always had to play it down. Um, I have, a remarkable memory. I don't know if it's, I don't think I have a photographic memory. Although sometimes I can, I have to visualize things. So maybe I do have a photo. I don't even know, whatever. That doesn't even fucking matter. All I know is, is that I've got a really keen memory. Um, I can sing a lot of songs. Like I know the words to a lot of songs and especially the harmonies. Like I, I think that it's fun to, to do the little parts that you don't expect somebody to sing. Um, my husband actually really likes that about me. He thinks it's funny that like literally almost every song on the radio I can sing. Um, and I'm very good at, at this. I'm very good. I didn't know there was a genre, a genre, genre, <laughs> a genre called yacht rock. I, I, for a smart lady, I live under a rock sometimes, but anyways, yacht rock which in my mind was always kind of like elevator, soft rock, dentist office, dentist office with the vocals, elevator without the vocals. But anyways, I can sing most of those songs. Um, If you and I have met, I'm going to remember meeting you. I'm going to remember your name. Um, I pretend, I would say 90% of the time that all of those things are not true. It's probably why I keep quiet because I've just, you know, stuck my foot in my mouth so many times. People don't remember me. Oh no, we've met. No, I've never met you before. So I just kind of keep quiet about the way that I remember things. And maybe that's my note taking and maybe, 
Who knows? All I know is that in the real world, in my interactions with people, I will play myself down a lot. Not with strangers, though. Not with strangers. For whatever reason, with strangers, I feel no reason to keep my mouth shut. Um, That doesn't usually serve me very well. If you were to have a visual, it would be me with a ring of fire around me. And that would be me with the fire shooting it around me like the ring of fire. Um, I, you know, I think about this one friend who... I've talked about that friend, the, the friend trip that I went with her on her birthday trip and, and it was all of her friends and they all knew each other and they all had traveled together before. And I was the odd one out and how hideous that trip went. I was thinking about all of the things that she said to me, that friend, um, about who I was. I mean, she had been keeping score. She'd been piling up a lot of shit for the past 10 years and the 10 years of our friendship. And as she listed all of the things that she thought about me truly, I knew that we were not going to be friends anymore. One, because if somebody thinks that shit about you, like, like somebody saying hideous things about you and that's somebody who you've trusted and has been in your home and been with your family. Um, you can't, I couldn't be friends. So that was probably the first time I put boundaries in place of my life forever, you know? And when we went, and when she was saying these things, she would stop and every once in a while say, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm saying these things. And at one point I said, and she's like, I hope you'll forgive me. And even when my husband called on the phone, she's like, please don't, don't judge me. I didn't mean any of this. And then she would just go off on me again. I mean, it was, it was, I, I really provoked something in that one. Um, but I told her in that hotel room, I said, you know, we are, we are, we're not going to be able to be friends after this. I hope you know. And she said, I know. And she was okay with it. Why the fuck I stayed the rest of the weekend? I will never know. I, I should, should again, I would like to be able to forgive myself for that, but I don't know. Especially because my husband was like, get the fuck out of there right now. I'm online. I'm going to look for a new hotel for you. It's going to be, you don't need this, Kristen. Get the fuck out of there. And the glutton for punishment that I am, I stayed. And I'm going to tell you, all those women, they all kumbaya. Maybe, I don't think the way that they treated me, especially because it wasn't even about the other four. The other four women had nothing to do with it. It was just between me and my friend, but because she pulled them in and because they were all bros, um, it, the crime did not deserve it. And on that last day when they all, every single one of them stood right there and said, we're not going to spend our last day in the city together. We're, we're all going to the airport. We all have work to do. So that was that. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I guess, you know, I played dumb on that one too. You know, I played dumb there because I just let 
all of those things happened. I pretended like those things weren't happening. I didn't address the elephant in the room. Um, I made a choice there, didn't I? And that's, and that's the thing. I guess the point here being all those times that I've made myself small, all those times that I've played dumb and played down and it has always cost me something and not fucking money and not material thing. I'm talking a soul thing, an emotional thing. And here's the truth. Playing small and playing dumb, it didn't have the results I wanted, which was to keep me in the thing or to minimize the thing or to make the other person feel better about the thing. Nope. It had the opposite effect. It made it worse. Um, that's why I don't tell lies. And that's why I, I live a straight and narrow life for the most part, because I get caught. I always get fucking caught. Like I, I joke, but it's not funny. Like if I feel like if I was to go to, let's say Maine, where you need to have a negative test of COVID or you've had to have quarantined for 14 days, like who's the person policing it? Who knows? I would get caught. Like, I'm just the person that will always get caught for the thing or I, I don't even know. So I just, I just don't. Um, but I'm lying to myself when I play dumb, when I play small. And again, that shit hasn't worked out for me. It never will. So I'm done with that. I am done with that. If you think I've been a lot before, just wait. Here I come. Goodbye.